0: Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I am a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C. I am a podcaster, a mentor to women in recovery, a journalist, and an author. My last book and most popular book is 50 After 50, Reframing the Next Chapter of Your Life. I also did a TEDx talk called Turning Life's Challenges into a Force for Good, which much summarizes the book so if you wouldn't mind going to my TEDx talk and hitting the like button it will move it up in the visibility algorithm and I truly believe with my heart that it has the capacity to help many people who are suffering not feel so alone as I did when I was going through my traumas and challenges as a younger version of myself so I started this podcast three years ago to highlight the voices of inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine. Because I do a lot of my writing in the midlife women's community, I've come across these amazing women who help and strive for all of us in midlife to become the best versions of ourselves. And I've never had any of my guests on more than once because I feel like I have a limited amount of time and I want to give as much of a platform to as many women as possible. But my next guest kelly howard is someone whose platform really strikes me especially now as we're coming on to the holidays and i'm 10 pounds heavier than i was last year and i'm stressed uh because of what's going on in the world right now and various things and so i really wanted to talk to her again and offer her voice to you because we all need this in our lives Kelly Howard is the fitness consistency expert with a touch of adventure and author of this great new book called FIT Fit, a active and ageless for life just published this year. For more than 25 years, Kelly has helped thousands of women prioritize their fitness so they can feel great and have more fun in this second half of life. She invites women to adventure out of their comfort zones by trying new experiences that they may have only dreamt of previously. Her wonderful podcast called Fit is Freedom, her coaching, her online courses and retreats have changed the lives of thousands of women. She's a frequent guest on podcasts and television and the creator of the Fox TV Outdoor Houston Adventure Series. She currently calls Houston, Texas home, but can be often found kayaking rivers and traveling trails worldwide. Kelly has a new initiative that all of us need that launched just a couple of days ago. It's called the Superfit Initiative. It's going to provide two months of support community, accountability, and coaching during this holiday season to keep us on track, but not feel like we're under the thumb of a taskmaster. Consult the show notes to see where you can find her online and learn more about her at her fabulous website called fitnessfreedom.com. Welcome, Kelly.
1: Thank you. Thank you. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. Well, you deserve it. You really help so many people, including me. Oh, well, I I really appreciate that. And I have to say, first, I'm honored to be here a second time, very much. And for everybody who hasn't seen your TED talk, they need to. Oh, I found it amazing, quite frankly. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much. So, I mean, you've been doing so many things to help women and you finally decided to publish a book. Why did you decide to do the book?
1: Well, (laughs) the full transparency reason was initially I thought, you know what, I should do a book because it'll be good for my business. Sure, that's that's reasonable, right? It's reasonable. It it made sense, but something happened along the way. I started writing, and I started realizing that like it was, it became a heart piece. It really did, and I was sharing the, you know, all the different stories of my clients and the women I've worked with and everything that's happened, and it just turned into this thing that I loved. I just love doing it, and now, uh, I will also say, I just love being done with it too.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it is really a labor of love. I really uh and well i can't say i like it but this quote really hits home from ernest hemingway that his writing was like bleeding on the pages <laughs> right <laughs> it, it takes a right. lot out of out of an author so i applaud you on putting pen to paper and really getting this done and out there it's like birthing a baby in some ways yeah
1: yeah well thank you
0: yeah so it's got a great cover it's got this uh, her Face on it and she looks fantastic and vital and uh, i really think you would enjoy her book
1: and is it both in e-format and print it is and um and i think i mentioned to you before if anybody would like a a copy of it as a thank you to you there'll be there will be an e-copy that you can download from the show notes
0: Wow. Wow! Well, wow! Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I mean, that's so generous. A lot of people in our position give out free gifts. Uh, when we speak on summits, we've been on some midlife women's summits together, uh, but to have worked so hard on your, your book and then to just offer it to the people of this podcast, I, that's really something. Thank okay. you. Of thank course. you so thank much. You.
1: And I love, I love when people read it and actually they contact me. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, super excited. Very dorky but super excited. No, no, you are making
0: a difference in the world. Don't minimize that. I mean, so many of us as women of our generation are taught to be modest and minimize when we have done something really amazing. You are, I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say that you you're saving lives by helping sedentary people get back on the beam and do
1: something about their health. Yeah. I, I you know what I have to agree with you saving lives that way and also giving people like that feeling that you get when you when you really you know start applying yourself and becoming more fit and then that you know pushing past the comfort zone yes um, a lot of times I'll do retreats and and when people come on those retreats it it changes lives in ways that you just can't even imagine. Right. Like initially, people are maybe a little worried. Am I going to be able to keep up? Is this going to be Mm -hmm. too hard? And then we get done and it's like Snoopy dance all over the place. It's so much fun.
0: Well, tell our listeners uh, some highlights of some of the places you have done retreats and what are your favorites? Sure.
1: So we have done, um, I do the Smoky Mountains every year. Ah, nice. I do the Smoky Mountains every year because A, I'm in love with them and I do not know why I'm not living there yet. Um, B, Because I just love sharing it with people. So th- they're small mountains. Okay, they're little mountains. I come from Texas. Texas is flat as a board, right? <laughs> so, like the Rocky Mountains to me are pretty intimidating, but these are little soft mountains. So we go out there and we play and we hike and we do some rafting and kayaking and things like that. And then we've done we did San Juan, San Juan Islands, oh, uh, Pacific pretty. Northwest. Yeah, um, that was an amazing trip. We did we kayaked um, for three days. Spend the night out on the islands and then hike for the another four days. and nice. you know it's not like, oh my gosh, we've got to keep moving every day, but there was definitely some action happening um, so
0: what do you do if someone really physically can't keep up in one on one of your retreats? Has that ever happened? It
1: has, uh-huh. <laughs> I make sure that they're okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure right like um this last time I had someone who couldn't who couldn't keep up um in the boat that she was in mm-hmm. right. And so I got her out of her boat into my, I got in my, took my boat, put it on the side of the river, got in the boat with her. And then I just took her down the river and we had fun. Right. Good. And she, by the time we got to the bottom, she didn't feel bad. Like, you know, she was feeling bad at first that, oh my gosh, you got to be in this boat with me. But we had so much fun. It doesn't matter. Yes. Right. In the end, it just doesn't matter. Nice. And <laughs> we also train virtually before we go on these trips. Oh, excellent. Yeah. What does that look like? It's, I have a little program called adventure fit. I mean, fit, fit, fit everywhere. I have to be very careful when I say it. Um, (laughs) But adventure fit is like three to four months that takes people from whatever level they're at. And it just gives them a really simple program to do whatever it is that we're going to do, whether it's a hike or a kayak or a bicycle trip, whatever it is, we need to train for it. Mm -hmm. Because you just like, at some point in life you most of us could probably just show up and do something they probably couldn't have done a, a marathon like you do without training but they could it's, probably show yes. up and do a 5k right yeah like what we yeah. used to call dialing it in you just show yeah. up and you do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our bodies don't like that anymore mm-hmm. they true. Just don't like true oh that. my gosh it's so not good true. for us yeah um hard on the joints hard on everything and mm-hmm. so if we just do a little training small consistent steps <laughs> then yes. when we show up for the for the program or for the retreat, it's easy. Wow. Um, yeah. And I'm leading um, in a week for Costa Rica. Another, oh, one I of love my favorite places. Yes. Right. Yeah. Such a wonderful place. And, and we've done Portugal and we're doing Portugal again next year. And we're actually taking a small group dog sledding next year. Oh, and it's just
0: wow. Like,
1: right. Like fun, crazy things where you get to meet all these great women. Where so, will the yeah. dog sledding adventure be? The dog sledding adventure is. Um, I should know this. Minnesota. Alaska, oh. Minnesota. I think it's <laughs> oh. Minnesota. <laughs>
0: wow, wow! <Yeah. laughs> I I would be interested in checking that
1: out. Is it is it humane to the dogs? <laughs> you know what? I I used to think. Oh, I don't know about that. Does it? It doesn't seem like a good thing. Mm-hmm. I ended up with a husky um, during the pandemic. Showed up at my house. Now I have two dogs, and. This dog all she wants to do is pull. Mm, right? like I yeah. mean literally it, to stop her from pulling pulling is almost inhumane. So I think these dogs are just having fun. They just I,
0: I think I've fun. read something about that too. A s- certain breeds that's very much in their nature to want to pull as long as you know you have appropriate rests time, right. etc.
1: Yeah. 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 And these are professionals. So they're, you know, they love their dogs. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. I,
0: I think I really want to do that with you. I don't like the cold though. Um, but that being said, I went to Antarctica this year and I was never cold because I had the, yeah, the right gear. gear. Right.
1: Yeah. Gear matters.
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> And before we started recording, I shared with you how disappointed I am in myself because I used to be a marathoner. I used to run four times a week. I did three marathons and then I just stopped. I just stopped. And now I do a fair amount of walking, but I know as a woman in midlife, I need weight bearing exercise and I know that I need more cardio in my life. What do you say to your clients who have taken a significant break or maybe
1: never worked out? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. So what I do is I, I, it comes with the book. There's a free quiz. I have everybody go through the quiz because we want to know what level you're starting at. Um, that level could be, you could be a level three, even though you haven't run in forever, or maybe you're a level one. Cause you know, when you answer all the questions, you're like, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of, kind of sucky right now. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter where you're starting from. What matters is that you then go, okay, why do you want to do it? Cause that's one of the biggest pieces. If when people come to me and they say, um, I need to lose weight, right? That's, that's why they're, that's why they want to work with me. I'm like, really? Why? Yeah. And I just keep asking why, which, you know, this one. Um, I had somebody who came to me recently. She said, I needed to lose weight. Why? She's like, my daughter's getting married. I'm like, okay. And why does that matter? She's like, well, I want to look good. It's like, okay. So why does that matter? And she looked at me and then she got teary-eyed and she said, because I don't feel like I've looked good in years and I don't feel good anymore. Oh, I know. Right. It's heartbreaking. And at the same time, it's super helpful because now she she's like, oh, I'm not just losing weight to get into a dress. I'm losing weight because I know why. Yeah. Then we can change everything. If you're just doing it for the dress, you know, you lose seven pounds, you gain that, it's 10 pounds back. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you really know, then the next thing I, I say is, OK, so you've got this. We're kind of at a level one for her. What do you like to do? Because you're not going to do things that are, that you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. We're just not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at that point in life where we're like, I had someone tell me once. She's like, you are not the possumy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> so then what are you going to do? Right? Like, what are you going to do? And there are so many options for weight bearing exercises that don't necessarily mean going to the gym and throwing weights around,
0: you know? And it's using just like, your body weight for instance using
1: your body weight using resistance bands um you know there's there's pilates there's even yoga mm-hmm. i had a yoga instructor right one time that guy was so ripped you could not believe like, <laughs> all he did was yoga Wow. and so you know it's all these things it's just finding that thing that you like you willing to do it for a couple times a week for starters later on you're gonna up annie but for starters and then add in a little bit of cardio that makes you sweat, right? Like there's right. nothing wrong with walking, but it's gotta be walking that makes you sweat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe like one of the things that I love to have people do is for myself, since I live in the flat, flat t- town of Houston, there's a, a ramp down to a bayou that is behind me. Mm-hmm. So I walk really slowly down the ramp, it takes me about 60 seconds. And then I walk as fast as I possibly can back up the ramp, makes me about 20 seconds, right? Do that twenty for twenty minutes. It's like a high intensity workout. Wow, what a good idea. It's so easy. Yeah. Right? Do easy. Do a little bit of warm-up, do a little bit of cool down. But in 25 minutes, you've gotten you've gotten a real workout. I have a huge hill right outside my door. I'm gonna there try go. this. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You yeah. know, kind of do like a three to one ratio and And just, you know, start off with a little mobility. Like that mobility is, years ago, we used to always hear, do you stretch before exercise or after exercise, right? That was always the question. Nobody ever knew the answer. It's because you don't stretch. (laughs) You warm up your joints. Like just do some, what I call mobility, which is just, you know, like rolling your shoulders, rolling your ankles, rolling your knees, and just getting those joints loose instead of sitting around, you know, touching your toes and bouncing and hoping that's going to make your body better, which probably isn't. So, so you don't
0: advocate stretching before or after exercise?
1: Oh, I really don't. I advocate what I'd call mobility. And now huh. for myself, mobility takes about 10 minutes if I'm going to go do something long. Okay. what so long hour, hour and a half. Okay. So what that means is that I usually start with, you know, rolling my feet, my ankles and my knees and my hips and my neck and and just, you know, getting everything loosened up. And I can tell you that I, I love it using myself as a guinea pig. So if I <laughs> try this numerous times, I will go out cold. Like I'm going to go on a long hike, same hike, same hike every time. So I go on this long hike, takes me an hour and a half, about halfway through things aren't feeling the greatest, but you know, I'm going to suck it up and power through Right. If I take that 10 minutes and warm up, it usually takes me about an hour 20. I'm quicker and nothing hurts. Wow. So it's, there's a big difference and we just don't, a lot of times we just don't stop to just warm up a little bit. Yes. And we need it. You know, our joints need it, especially if we've been active in the past. Yes. Because, you know, all that past activity tends to kind of wear on our bodies a little bit. So true. I have
0: arthritis in my knees from all that running. And I got what my physical therapist called the midlife woman's disease, which is frozen shoulder. Ah. Do you have many clients who have had frozen shoulders? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It is not fun, but apparently it afflicts more women in midlife than people of other demographics. It does.
1: And and I have I've had I had a client yeah last year. She came to me and the first thing she said was, I'm probably not gonna do this for very long because I have to have my shoulder surgery. I'm like, mm. Okay. Well, you know, let's do what you can mm-hmm. and then, you know, take time off for the surgery. She never had to take time off for the surgery. Mm. The more she moved, the better the shoulder got. To the point where the doctor was like, well, I don't think you really need to have this shoulder surgery. And wow. it's not that I am, you know, a miracle woman by any stretch. It's that the miracle is the movement. The miracle is the movement.
0: That is, I hope that's in your book. Because that's <laughs> is, the but gold. But I'll make sure the next one. <laughs> that is the gold quote. The miracle is the movement. Oh, love that. Thank because you. it really is. So uh, there among millennials and Gen Zers, there's a lot of talk about fat shaming and um, body positivity. And so uh, many of my friends who have kids now in their late teens and 20s and early 30s, they are afraid to say anything to their children, especially young women, about even exercising to get more fit because they're afraid their child will jump all over them and say, oh, you're fat shaming me when really for me, I want to make sure my daughter is exercising and staying staying healthy because we have heart disease in our family, for inter- for instance. So do any of your clients talk to you about this
1: d- dynamic? Um, not them specific, but they have had it with their kids before. Mm-hmm. and. I don't know. Now I will say this. I grew up with a mom who was, um, she was, she was an outlier, an absolute outlier. Hmm. She started doing Taekwondo at 50. She had to, she did yoga her entire life. Wow. Now, and this is a woman who, if she was still alive, would probably be 95 now. So just, you know, not your typical person. Um, when she, when she passed away, she was still teaching yoga <laughs> to what she called Those cute old people? And and I love it. She was a fifth degree black belt. So, so she was a little bit, um, made sure things got done and she would have never allowed like the idea of me not to be thinking about being healthy Mm -hmm. and being healthy to me is. And I think we should think about that for our kids too, because healthy is not fat shaming healthy is love. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, we don't gain a lot of weight by not moving when we're young. We gain a lot of weight by eating poor choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're just not when we're born. I mean, some people, some people are, you know, pr- prone to heaviness. Yes. But in yes. general, most people are not prone to heaviness. It, it matters what they eat. Yes. So I would just, I just like try so hard to encourage people to go, you know, it's about love. And how do I, um, how do I get that across? Because like you said, if heart, heart disease doesn't start at 50, Mm -hmm. heart disease starts in the twenties. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, how do you start noticing that it matters so much more, not about shame, but about how can we make this better? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's like something fun to do. And yes. That's, you know, a lot of times I've seen that happen with a lot of younger people is they find something fun to do and they suddenly trim down. Yes.
0: Yes. And it's easier and to lose
1: weight back then.
0: <laughs> it sure was. And when I was young, if I just, um, watch what i ate for one week the pounds would melt away but that is not the case anymore (laughs) no not (laughs) not today (laughs) no so what is the age range for people who go on your retreats
1: i usually it's about 48 to about 68. although this last trip i didn't even know it this this lady said to me she went well you know i'm 74 and i went (laughs) i mean she was stunning she had this perfect skin." And she did this one particular hike that a lot of a lot of the rest of the crew couldn't do.
0: So, you
1: know, I think as as long as you want to do it, I will take somebody.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. That's inspiring to me. I want to be like that in my 70s. I'm 60 now. But in my 70s, I really hope that I can still be doing retreats and climbing and seeing the world and And that depends on what I do now, but
1: it does. It does. does. I mean, it's, it's, it's now at that point where it's actually a long game. Like Mm -hmm. we can't, we can't just get away with not eating for a week. (laughs) Yes, it is true. It's so sad. It is
0: true. So what does your family think of you going off on these adventures without them, but with a bunch of sisters, essentially that Um,
1: whom you form community. It's, it's kind of normal. Okay. It's normal. I've been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. with, you know, different communities, different groups. I mean, I have a little paddling group and it, it, and it was funny this time because I went to the Smoky mountains. So it was 10 women and myself and we're all together for a week. Mm-hmm. And then I transitioned over to a friend's house because I'm going to stay for a week and paddle and it's 10 guys and me. <laughs> so- <laughs> It was, a, it was a it was a switch in the energy but um yeah it's just the normal thing around here all right well you you chose a good partner then because yeah. some
0: people have that uh, dynamic where it seems self-indulgent or the the partner doesn't want to be left alone but it sounds like you have you have a good yeah. partner in life yeah I got lucky yeah yeah so for on a, a day-to-day basis are you? someone who exercises first thing in the morning or when you can fit in? Because I know consistency is key. So what works
1: for you and for the majority of your clients? Well, what I what I suggest people do is they start on Sunday and they ah. make a plan for the week. Mm. So make a plan because, you know, what what's planned is real. So what's scheduled is going to happen. So make a schedule for the week allow yourself to um you know look into things like is it going to rain is it going to get cold is it going to get hot because those are they're going to change what you do right so you make that plan simple plan for the week be willing to switch things around if you need to and then for myself i have to do my weights in the morning Hmm. if i don't do my weights in the morning because it's not that i really love to do weights Mm-hmm. I've always done them, but it's not that I'm like, oh boy, yes, <laughs> it's yes. more like, oh yeah. So mornings are weights. I do my weights. Um, do you I'm, go to a gym or do you do this I at don't home? Anymore. Uh-huh. I anymore. I did for all my life until the pandemic. And then I ended up buying weights for the house. And now I work out of the house. Uh, it's easy. My gyms, where I live, is not close to most things. Okay. So it was an hour plus drive round trip. So this is easy. Uh, and so I do the weights in the morning, then I do the mobility before the weights because I have to. Um, if I'm going to do high intensity, I do it in the morning because it's less desirable for me mm-hmm. than other things. And then all the things that I love to do, which is kayaking and cycling and and you know hiking and things like that, I can do them in the evening unless it's really, really hot out then I go in the morning. So, you know, those things that I love, I can put off till the evening. The things that I know I have to do, I got to do them in the morning and so it won't get done. Yes, I think that is the case with me too. So
0: this Sunday, I am committed to making my plan for the week nice. and uh, starting something, uh, whatever it is. So thank you so much for inspiring me. It, it was a matter of karma and synchronicity that uh, you contacted me We talked and decided to do this again because I need this in my life. So tell us more about what people can uh, expect when they work with you. And do you have, for instance, uh, videos that people follow? Uh, how, How would a typical client work with you long
1: term? Most clients work with me in a group setting. Okay. And so I have an online course. Mm-hmm. which my team refers to as Too Much Kelly, which is a <laughs> whole bunch of videos, right? Where you can, you can pick and choose. You need more motivation. You watch this video. You need whatever you watch that video. But in general, we do um, group calls and then some group Q&As. I like group because people get to see that they're not different. Like a lot of times people will think, oh, I'm the one that has those sore knees, or I'm the one that can't do this or can't do that. And then somebody else has a question, like, what do I do about my sore knees? Or I don't feel like I can keep up. And it allows for this um, camaraderie that I think we need, especially as women. I think we really need it. I mean, it's been one of those drivers in my life is to bring women together and, you know, either online, Zoom or at retreats or whatever. Uh, And then we also do accountability. Mm, so because important. accountability helps. It really mm-hmm. does. I mean, someday we get to that point where we're only needing to be accountable to ourselves. But when we first start, we need that touch of accountability. Definitely. And that touch of support, right? Mm-hmm. And that touch of cheering, like cheering mm-hmm. each other on. Mm-hmm. And I had um, I'll tell a quick story. I had a, a group working uh last year. there was a small accountability group within it. And I happened to be in that group. I'm not in all of them. I happen to be in it. And one of the women, she says, so she tells me later that she was sitting in front of the gym and she's just going through her phone because she doesn't feel like going to the gym. She's not going to do it today. She just doesn't feel like it. She's done working. And so she said, "Ah," and then she just texted the group. She's like, ah, yeah, I was going to do my gym workout today, but I don't think I'm going to. And. I saw it and I don't usually respond to text right way. I saw it. I was like get your butt into that gym. And then someone <laughs> else is like don't you even think about leaving that parking lot. And, and she was like people cared. And she went in, she did her workout and she told me later. She said it was a changing point for her. Like it completely it completely was a shift and she's now like solid. So Beautiful. accountability matters. Uh and then some of the other things that we do is we have experiments about every couple of months like an experiment could be a sleep experiment i don't like a challenge I don't like the word challenge this is about like getting curious Mm -hmm. so a sleep experiment is how's your sleep now here are some things you can do let's go through it for 30 days how is your sleep at the end um another one is sugar freedom which is Mm -hmm. where we do sugar sugar free for 30 days Mm -hmm. Um, we do a balance and core so there's just different ones and you know there's no judgment it's just like hey let's see what happens if we do some of these things differently so is it one big group or are there several groups going at any given time there's one big group and then a couple of smaller ones based on you know certain different criteria but yeah mostly a big group one time and anyone can join at any time they can they can we have certain times when we are like it's easier to join like mm-hmm. right now, as we're talking, is a good time because they get to start with SuperFit. Beginning of the year is a good time because I actually go through the whole course with them. Um, and then if somebody comes in in March, then they just figure it out. I sit down with them and do a one-on-one so that we can, you know, get a get a fitness plan together for them. Gotcha. Because I think that's the first place to start, and and then we just go from there. Beautiful. So you mentioned your super fit initiative. Woo!
0: Right. <laughs> what made you decide to do that and give us a, a little, a couple of highlights so that our listeners will join it. Sure.
1: Yeah. It was kind of funny because I realized one day I was thinking about, you know, holidays are coming up and the thought that went through my mind was, well, it's the holidays. Nobody really wants to think about their fitness right now. So I should just leave them alone. That was literally what I thought. And so Uh as soon as I have a thought like that, I'm like, oh, you know, the other piece on the other shoulders, like that was a really interesting thought, Kelly. Um, I think what you should do is do something that gets people active over the holidays. And when I thought about it, I went, you know what, it's so true because a lot of us just take that last, you know, it usually starts with Halloween candy, um, ends up with, you know, New Year's Eve or right after. We just take that portion of the year and think, if I can just get through this without gaining weight, or if I can just get through this without feeling bad or whatever it is, right? What if we got through it and flourished? Not like, I i don't like perfection. Perfection is like, that's a, a consistency killer. Yes. But what if we went and we said, okay, you know, let's eat a little bit better, percent better. Um, let's have some, let's start like, really, this is a cool thing is why don't we start doing some resistance now because if you do resistance training first for a couple of months and then this is for the people who say I want to lose weight so then then you start dialing back some of your um, eating after a couple of months you've gained all that muscle and it's going to help you lose any of the extra weight that you want to lose it's so much easier like so much easier it's like magic um so You know, you've got that, you're going into it. You're not going into the new year with that shame. Mm -hmm. People do like new year's resolutions are a, are a vicious thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we love them, but they're also hard on us. Yeah. We we, make resolutions and next year we make the same resolution and three weeks into January, you know, everybody feels bad because they're not sticking to their resolution. So this is all of this is to say that I want people to go into January feeling like a rock star. Not like, you know, I'm perfect, but just like, wow, I just got through the holidays and did way better than I ever thought I could.
0: That sounds like a great, great experiment, project, undertaking. It sounds wonderful. (laughs) So all of you can learn more about that in the show notes and on her website. But I ask all of our guests the following question, which you know, which is, what do you do, Kelly, to become your best
1: version? For me to become my best, best version, I think it's a, a three-step process. It's one, I I journal almost every morning. It it calms my mind. And following the journal, I meditate. That is that's pretty much every morning, except on the weekends. Weekends are wild cards. And then I move. And those three things are the things that allow me to be kinder, <laughs> be more creative. And you know, have more fun in life. So I think that's that would be my quick answer to that one.
0: Okay. well, I'm gonna um, push you a little bit on that because uh-huh. I I know that I've asked you that question on air before. So let's go a tad deeper on that. Okay. Just like you push your clients to who want to look good in dresses, but why? But why do you do that? So so why do you want, let's go one level deeper. Okay. Why do you want to do this work? Why do you want to um, practice fitness in the way that you do? Why is that important to you?
1: Oh, well, then that's the easy one. Yeah. It's because for my um, vision of life, is to live very, very well for as long as I can. Mm. And very, very well to me means I'm taking care of myself in a way that others don't have to take care of me. I know that we're going to, in general, not everybody, but in general, we'll probably live a long life because medical science keeps us alive, right? Mm -hmm. I want to thrive at that time. I want to be able to do everything that I want to do For as long as I want to do it, whether it's paddling a whitewater river, climbing a mountain, stand up paddleboard doesn't matter to me. I want to be able to do it for as long as I possibly can. So everything that I do today um, works toward that works toward that goal.
0: Ah, that's it. That's the gold answer (laughs) I wanted to hear. And it's probably selfish because I needed that reinforcement today. I did. So thank you for that. Thank you. so um, is there anything else you want to tell our guests before we get on to our, our lives?
1: Only thing I would like to say is that start, restart whenever you get, whenever you stop. Don't be, don't feel bad about restarting. We always do. Life gets in the way at times. So just start, start small and restart when you need to and just keep going it, and have fun while you're doing it.
0: Yes, that is beautiful. You are an inspiration, Kelly. I'm so happy that we connected and reconnected. And I usually just get to see her online and at various uh, midlife women activities. But because I'm starting to hear the universe tell me I need to exercise more, I'm going to be taking a deeper dive into Kelly's offerings. Go to fitisfreedom.com. Follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. All of this is in the show notes. And thank you so much, Kelly, for all the real health and hope and inspiration that you bring into
1: the world. Thank you. And thank you so much to everybody listening and for you to have me as a guest again. Truly appreciate it.
0: you